Hey yo, welcome to Beyond the Mat, where it's all about the things and stuff, it's like this and like that. Welcome to Beyond the Mat, where it's all about the things and stuff, it's like this and like that. Welcome to Beyond the Mat, where it's all about the things and stuff, it's like this and like that. This and like that. This and like that. This and like that. Like that. Like that. Like that. Hello, all my fellow Beyonders out there. Welcome to the show. We've got a cool guest for you today, but first let's figure out how to sell some of my artwork. Even if one person would head on over to jcoleyoga.ca and buy a piece of art from me, knowing that I have reached just one person touched one other individual's soul. It would make my life complete and I could shut the doors, shut the windows. I could close down all my 25 email accounts and I could just walk away from it all and just go sit on a beach and stare off into the horizon until the day finally comes when the curtain falls and the last sunset has sank into the depths of the ocean and the final bird has chirped its last tweet and the last Instagram post has been made of me doing the devil hand mudra with the hashtag dying is lit fam and the ocean waves wash up against me and slowly erode my body back into the waters from whence it came. Okay, to be honest, that's not really gonna happen, folks. What's really gonna happen is you're gonna buy one piece of art and I'm gonna get a swollen head and think I'm the king shit on Turd Island, walking around like I just sold a canvas for a cool mill, when in reality, these artworks do not cost a cool mill. They are only $80. $80 for the largest eight and a half. Sorry, eight. <laughs> I can't do my sizes. $80 for the largest 11 by 14 poster print on some thick ass cardstock. That's jcoleyoga.ca for some trippy artwork, man. Check it out. Today's show is brought to you by the Wines of a Beagle and the colors red, blue, and purple. Now, ladies and gentle worms, today's guest is my friend Michelle Murphy, and she is an artist. And when I look at her art with the right kind of eye, wink, wink, I feel like she's so much better than me at this art stuff. And I love it when I find someone who I think has more skills than I do. Michelle is a great friend. She had let me crash at her place in Nelson, BC for a few months, once upon a time before my journey to yoga school. Uh, I met Michelle back in like 2009 in Ottawa, Ontario. So it's been almost 10 years hanging out with this cat. Michelle is a facilitator of art therapy so she works with people in a sort of counseling kind of way through the use of art and mediums and media but we will let her tell you all about that and more as we get down to business here with the lovely and friendly and always on point Michelle Murphy welcome Michelle to beyond the mat where all things that happen beyond the yoga mat are happening. Wonderful. So, 
I invited you here to talk about your current newfound profession of the world of art therapy. Yeah. And dealing with all of the things that you deal with in the run of a day, which I'm not even going to like bring it up. I'll let you say whatever you want to say. Hmm. And I have like a list of some cool topics here that I usually just kind of like reference mm -hmm. randomly and maybe circle back to. Yeah. All right. So Let's start. when, um, when I met up with you in Nelson mm -hmm. after uh, my Los Angeles experience, yeah. and if anybody wants to hear about that, go back to episode number one. Uh, you were in school, like full time, <laughs> grinding it out, <laughs> sweating away. Right, every time, <laughs> every time I would come home and uh, you'd be like studying. <laughs> yep. And when I would like wake up to go to work, you'd be studying. And yep. when I would come home at night, you would be studying. Yep. <laughs> or working on projects and yep. everything. And Absolutely. So yeah. Would you say it's like all been worth it? Has it all like paid off or what? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, of course it's nice to be done school and not have to do that. And oh, God. it is a profession of like lifelong learning as well. Like yeah. I just have more of my own free time now to get what other books I want to explore, like depending on the type of clients I'm working with and stuff. But uh, cool. Yeah, so it's maybe, totally been worth it. Maybe explain what, uh, what it is. What is art therapy? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, art therapy, it's a healing profession. Uh, it's in the uh, kind of the range of psychotherapy, um, but a little more like holistic. We do different things. Um, it's always a hard question to summarize. I've been asked a hundred times and it'll <laughs> okay. never come out any smoother. Let's do like, a, a yeah. let's do a role play then. Let's okay. say like I came in right now yeah. and I'm just like, I need some art therapy, man. Yeah. But, but maybe I don't even know that I need it. Maybe mm. I'm just, I'm like, okay, I need help. Yeah. What would you say? Like, you don't even know what kind of help I need, hmm. but I've got a, an idea in my head. You have an idea. I've okay. got an idea of what's what's going on. Ah, yeah. Like I. Well, ideally, we would start with an intake, so I do have a bit of an idea of what's going on for you. But right. to be completely open and just start with it, that's good too. So, what would the intake um, form be about? Like, it would ask um, what kind of questions would that ask? An intake is like a full sit down hour where we just get to know each other and yeah, the things you're kind of looking to work on, kind of the same as you would with a counselor, like. Right. Uh, just any kind of history you've had or yeah just the current goals or things you're hoping to work on in therapy yeah. um, but the nice thing in art therapy is like we don't always know either kind of like you said like if we just walk in and uh, how to just start I would encourage you to go with uh, working with the spontaneous so just starting and I know I've, I read a bit about the art you do recently and just kind of, <laughs> that's exactly what I would have suggested for you is just, just starting, whether it's with a line or um, yeah. like a squiggle or a scribble or just choosing if it's working with collage images, maybe something you're particularly drawn to and just trying not to censor yourself and being spontaneous. Because in art therapy, when we work spontaneously, we believe we can bring things up from the unconscious. Right. And that's often in therapy, kind of things that might be holding you down or holding you back is things that are kind of stuck beneath. And you're like, why is this bugging me? Or I don't know what it is. And art is one way to kind of open it up and get into that through like a non, not as, not as verbal means through using visual metaphor and Right. Exploring art spontaneously. So, are you saying like like arts and crafts or like 
drawing, painting, like what would be the medium? I guess, um, would it be different? Whatever you're drawn to. So in like an art therapy session, I would have the whole table set up with like a whole bunch of different materials. You'd kind of be walking into it almost like a buffet of art materials, like um, make it really appealing and nice looking. We'd have everything from paints and drawing materials and collage images and plasticine and recycled boxes and just random stuff like there's no there's no limit it's really different from a fine art approach so yeah. i would just encourage you to uh choose what you're drawn to like what are you what what strikes you what what are you gravitating towards without censoring yourself or second guessing or judging oh i shouldn't do that just just like let that go and just go with what comes up naturally right. whether it's materials or what you're drawing or right yeah so someone would kind of like come into a room then and be like there would just be various options for them to do um and you'd be like go pick one <laughs> what do you want to do yeah i guess it's it would be different in like a private practice setting where you're kind of coming into my art therapy room versus when i go to different facilities and facilitate a group then i'm kind of setting it up in their space right. but in like a private practice setting the room would kind of always be set up like that. So on the table, you might have your paper ready to go surrounded by the drawing materials and painting stuff. And then there might be like a bookshelf full of other things. And yeah, just like a plethora of different materials and um, things to choose from and explore. Sometimes if people don't know what they're gonna do either, you could just ask them to just cruise around the room and just take a look, just take it slow and just see see what you see, see what you're drawn to. And yeah. there's like natural materials or buttons or, some fabrics or, you know, you never know. It's often materials can inspire things when you don't know where to begin, so. Oh, okay. So there could be other things that I'm not even thinking of then. Tons I'm of like, stuff, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, pencil crayons and paint and yeah. things like that. But it like, yeah, fab fabric would be cool. Yeah, Textiles. random, just like random odds and ends, things, you know, we need to kind of search out by donation rather than buying at the store. Um, I mean, I've come from a fine art background and art therapy is really different for that like the things that we use that can be art materials wouldn't really be considered in the same way in like a fine art approach yeah like things like you know like recycled recycled plastics or like yeah uh buttons or you know like lots of uh, like lots of natural materials things like that like yeah. sticks and stones and what about like a box of shoes sure yeah someone could look at that there's like, no limits oh, that's what i've needed about yeah oh, this sock puppets or sock who knows right <laughs> Yeah, basically, <laughs> anything in the world could potentially be an art material in the world of art therapy. That's incredible. And maybe so, in the fine art approach too, but yeah. not as traditionally. And I've seen your fine artwork, which is like pristine. Oh, it's amazing. I love I love that stuff that's on wood with the gloss over it. That's like so Thanks. cool. And I wish I could do stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know why I can't. <laughs> I guess I just have no mm. idea how to start that kind of a thing. Well, I've seen your art, Jay. And Oh, I mean, you kind of said it. I read a good thing you wrote about just just starting and like whether it started with one line or you didn't know where those images were going to take you. And that really is like the art well, therapy approach as well. Yeah, there's not like a, an idea. I don't like mm -hmm. sit down and say, well, there's one. The There's these two faces, the masks, the theater masks, one's laughing and one's crying. Yeah, that I kind of just like it just hit me. I was like, oh, I have never drawn mm -hmm. those masks before. That would be cool yeah. to draw those. Hmm. And then yeah, I just kind of like looked them up online, what they look like, like a nice yeah. set of them and then kind of had something to reference from or three or four different versions of it. Yeah. And then 
traced it out. Didn't trace it, but like I just kind of like etched out a little yeah. idea, and then yeah. that was it. Kind of going then, with something that arose. Yeah, just going with it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and we're back <laughs> yeah. after the commercial break that just happened. <laughs> yeah. We're just drugging the dog. That's all we're doing here. <laughs> drugging the dog. Poor whiny beagle. Poor whiny. Poor doinky. <laughs> Poor anxiety-ridden doinky. She's chilled out now. <laughs> oh yeah. That stuff is crazy. And what did I say was in it? Chamomile, valerian root, and passion flower. I don't know, cute. Yeah, I guess. But it, it doesn't like, she doesn't go to sleep. She just kind of like chills out. It's, it's like natural, mm. chill vibes, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I almost tried some. <laughs> I almost did, but when you look at it, it's such like a brown murky water looking yeah. stuff. And I'm like, I've had sleep, sleep tinctures that sound similar, like valerian root. I think I had skull cap. Yeah. Something I bought in the hippie store in Nelson for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, remember that stuff you had? Amber? The, sm oh, the nice smelly stuff? smelly stuff? stuff? I still oh have my it. god. I know. I've never seen it anywhere again, it's ever. Real. Oh, you carry it with you? Oh, Once wow. in a while. <gasps> if you're lucky. Wow. That's yeah, like amazing. If it's, anyone listening ever yeah. has a chance to smell some amber. Amber resin. Amber yeah. resin. So good. Like, what is amber? And how does it have resin? It yeah, it comes from somewhere over it, the seas. <laughs> it must be like from a tree or it just something. Smells Some magical. Kind of amber bush or something. Yeah. It's probably the, the bush or whatever the tree is probably colored the color of amber. Yeah. And I don't this, know. This goo leak out. I'm just. It's, it's lovely though. Just spit all in, in the world. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. And it like fills the whole room. You're like. Mm. <laughs> And then it's gone. You're like, oh, I need more. Yeah, I just want to like put it in my nose and you could like, smell it all day. But yeah. then that would just become the new baseline of normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you almost got to save it for special occasions because it smells that good. Like if you yeah. made it your every day, maybe yeah. you get too accustomed to how amazing it is. <laughs> for sure. Oh, man. So you've been getting back into yoga yeah. lately. Yeah, cool. Too. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. Feels good <laughs> to be so motivated about something <laughs> and yeah really oh. good benefits i haven't been to like a class though since i've been here yeah it's been almost a year now well i guess if you can be motivated enough to just do it yeah do it in your own space too yeah That's yeah i great. just i just do it at home here yeah and then for sure yeah. i like that you can't cop out before the end of the hour so you just gotta i mean not that i'd want to but at home it'd be easier to like get distracted i find or I like kind of being told what to do, but I mean, you've like done teacher training too and stuff. So you kind of know like how, how to like lead yourself through something. Yeah. Right. Whereas yeah. I might get a little like lost or something. Right. Yeah. And I follow this girl yoga with Adrian on YouTube mm -hmm. and she's amazing. And like, once you get to know a teacher too, you kind of have an idea of like, Oh, I know what she's going to do next. And yeah. it, it usually is what she, what you think that she's leading you into. So cool. nice. And it's got nothing to do with being a teacher. It's just got to do with like yeah. having followed Adrian for so long True. and just her style and way of doing things. Yeah. Like every forward fold after a four, every forward fold has a halfway lift mm -hmm. every time never yeah. fails. So I always know that's coming. You know, there's little things that you know that are good. Yeah. When well, I feel exactly that even the in the class, you totally get the sequence of how it's going to go and yeah. like know what to anticipate. So I'm sure you yeah. can just kind of follow that at home and yeah. do as you want with it. But 
What do you take? Yeah. What is it? Hatha yoga. So it's different every time. Um, or like mo- I go to the moksha. Moksha. Yeah, is, so it's hot. Moksha and- is essentially the same set over and over every time every class is essentially the same they have sets because they only have mm-hmm. so many poses that do. we have the motion yeah. book here yeah they only have so many poses that they do mm-hmm. and when it first started it used to only be the exact same class every class all day oh, wow. and it didn't matter what teacher was teaching they're teaching the exact same class mm-hmm. in the exact same order Crazy. but then they started breaking it up into like little clusters of like okay well this will be a set this will be a set this will be a set of like a set of moves and a yeah. set of moves and then you can organize those however you want mm-hmm. but those sets are always still yeah. to this day in the, that order okay but hatha is when you go to one that you don't know what's gonna happen. Hmm. Like it's gonna be every day is completely different. Hmm. Never, never the same order at yeah. all. Yeah. Which is like I yeah. like that. And uh, what's the other one? B- B- Bikram. Bikram yoga. That's hotter than moksha, which sounds crazy. It's like yeah. forty degrees or something. Yeah, that's that one is <laughs> to this day still exactly the same set all really? the time. Huh. And like the um, moksha where I go is isn't completely it's not identical every time they do follow a, like we start with standing or like flows and then standing and then like halfway through you end up kind of going down to the floor like it's got a the same style of poses you're doing but it's yeah. not identical to every class at all no. like the teachers would switch it up they'll choose a couple balanced ones or choose a couple right. on the back so it'll have variation but oh cool yeah i prefer the flow classes because it's like it's more fast paced, but yeah. it's there's not as many like just pauses, like because you're yeah. completely linking every movement to a breath, so it's easier to stay focused, and you end up doing physically way more in a class than you would with just a regular right. class. So I'm yeah. liking that one. Yeah, I like the flows too because mm-hmm. you know it's faster, like you said, it moves, it all kind of yeah. merges a yeah. little better, and uh, just yeah, easier to link it to the breath. Yeah. Sure, when you're yeah. going at a quicker pace, I think, yeah. maybe. Like, yeah. uh, like a little vinyasa flow where mm-hmm. you like go into like, why can't I even think of it right now? <laughs> so you go from like plank into like, or say like down dog to a plank and then do like an up dog yeah. and then back up into a plank and back up and do like an up dog. And then, you know, like it's a flow and it like moves mm-hmm. and they move within each other. Yeah and in and out of each other mm-hmm. and it can kind of go in like a loop and a cycle over and over again yeah and those are cool but that's not the only kind of flow that you can get there's all these mm-hmm. other arrangements oh. that merge together okay kind of like uh like like standing of? ones or something yeah so like, like warrior a warrior thing. yeah like, i probably have to do it to think of it like a warrior two kind of mm-hmm. like whoo you go like that yeah and you got your warrior two arms out and then that flows down and your front arm touches yeah. your front knee and your back arm comes up over totally. into like a extended side angle. Mm-hmm. And then the front arm can like reach down to the ground and then mm-hmm. it can go up. And yeah, they've got all that like too. And then you just repeat th- it on both sides. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But like there's yes. been some classes that I've been to where you're literally mm-hmm. just doing a pose and then you reset and do a pose yeah. and reset. And I'm like, Wow, this sucks. That's like, what I mean about liking the flow better because it really, yeah. you stay more focused in your breath because every time you're going to switch and it keeps with the pace of your breath. So you're not left there yeah. waiting for the next thing and then at the same time not thinking about your breathing as much. So, yeah. Yeah, like the in, flow classes. In all the classes I've ever designed, I've got like, it's like many, many flows, mm-hmm. but there is like a bunch of resets like in between. Yeah. So you'll do like, 
a whole set of this and that, mm -hmm. like maybe four moves, one after each other, yeah. both sides, and then reset. And then it'll go into four more moves and then reset. But yeah. sometimes yeah. I, if I'm crazy enough with my like designing <laughs> of the class, after the fourth move is over of mm -hmm. this flow, that fourth move might merge into the next first move of the next flow. Oh, cool. If, if yeah, I'm good yeah. enough. Yeah. But like that takes like- Keep it flowing. It takes longer to like figure that kind of stuff out yeah. or just mm -hmm. finding new interesting ways of like how to get into another pose. You know, you're like, oh, I never thought of doing that before. Like, mm. I guess that's a benefit of just doing it at home too, is you're just kind of feeling it out and doing what feels good or what you're drawn to. Or... Yeah. 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 But like, mm. I've never like, uh, well, like the girl I interviewed yesterday, uh, Viv, she does freestyle classes. Like sometimes mm. she doesn't even write a class down she'll oh, just wow. go and just freestyle teach the whole thing yeah. based on how she's feeling that day and i was like wow that would be crazy because like i got my shit all printed out in 24 point font yeah. so i can see it from the ground when i'm standing up and i can like know where i'm at and mm -hmm. everything's in highlighted so there's like the intro the warm-up is like maybe highlighted all in blue mm -hmm. and then the first wave it's like all yellow and then the second wave is pink and then the whatever if there's a third wave or whatever however long the class has to be yeah and then down into like the cool down back into blue again mm -hmm. and uh cool color coordinated yeah like that. <laughs> and then i kind of have an idea too i'm like every block of color i'm like okay so that's five minutes that's five minutes mm -hmm. that's five minutes every one of those is a five minute <laughs> chunk of time that it should take everyone to get through all that yeah for sure but then it'll like throw you off because somebody's gonna like ask a question in class or you gotta go over and like fix somebody, you know, adjust them or whatever. Yeah. Or somebody falls over and you can help them up again. And they're like, oh, I just threw my whole time frame off. We're doing so good. Oh. We're doing so good. This is all your fault. Shame, shame. And we shame them out of the class. Oh my God. Well, I hope that doesn't happen, but no, I hope you never not. know. Sure. Many things could happen. <laughs> Great. Oh, and I said this on yesterday's show too. Um, the thing that I ha that happens all the time because it's me and I'm just funny and people laugh at me. Yeah. Uh, I say funny shit and like, so like your body is like married with the breath and you're like, yeah. and you're moving with the breath in and out and you're moving around. And then like, I say something funny and <laughs> everybody laughs and falls over and you lose your breath <laughs> and you lose your timing and it snaps you right out of the whole yeah. thing. And I'm like, oh, that's not what I meant to happen. Like, yeah. I didn't mean to be funny. Like I wasn't, I wasn't writing jokes into this thing. Sometimes I just bleh, blurt them out. Like yeah. spur of the moment kind of mm -hmm. thing. And everyone's laughing. I'm like, oh shit, did yeah. it again. That crazy laughter yoga. Welcome to Jay's stand-up yoga. <laughs> what, you stand all day? No, I'm gonna do stand-up, <laughs> and y'all are gonna do yoga moves as I make jokes. That would be great. Good luck breathing. But yeah, maybe hard to focus for sure. Oh yeah. 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 Pull it off. Good times though. Yeah. Good times. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it was so much fun just like teaching like all the way across Canada, hmm. all the way back east. Hmm. Till the jobs dried up. Yeah, I was gonna say that must have been a hard thing to like orchestrate, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like because uh, you're like self-employed, right? And yeah, you're well, basically I'm traveling like that too. Yeah. Yeah, and you're basically like uh, I don't know what to equate it to. I don't know what other job would be like that, where mm -hmm. you're constantly like calling ahead places, like, can I get a gig? Can I get a gig? Mm -hmm. Can I? I guess like a musician, it's kind of close. Yeah. You're trying to book a tour, mm -hmm. kind of thing, It'd be the same kind of idea. Mm -hmm. Um, 
maybe booking an art show ahead of time. But that kind of stuff is like set up before you even leave your house, you mm-hmm. know? It's like yeah. you would never book a music tour on the fly. Mm-hmm. You want to know what's coming and where the money's going to be and where you're yeah. sleeping. Like, are we going to that town or are we not going to that town? Yeah, totally. Am I making a side stop over here or yeah. am I not? <laughs> so that would be the difference. Yeah. But probably the closest related cool. to music. Yeah. <laughs> In the sense, too, that, like, I have to stay at home, I have to write a bunch of shit on the screen or on paper, I have to rehearse a whole bunch, Mm -hmm. and you have to go in front of people and perform it. It's very close to music in that sense, Mm. but... And then the other thing that's close to music, for me anyways, right now, is that I can't remember any of my words anymore when I do songs on stage. I know. They're just not there anymore. And it's like, raps I've been doing for 10 years are just gone. Like, they're just completely evaporated and i'm like the music's playing i'll get like four or five lines out and then it's just dial tone in my head i'm like what yeah Uh, what's the next word like wow despite how well you've been taking care of yourself (laughs) yeah yeah eh? and then like the yoga it was the same thing because like most teachers memorize their whole hour of whatever they're going to do and like i've tried so hard and i can't get it it's just impossible there's some kind of memorization block going on yeah i feel that too there's not a whole lot of time to falter really yeah especially in one of those faster paced classes and yeah even just remembering what you've done on one side and then and then the other side like remembering it again for the whole other yeah and that's why i have seen teachers with note paper in like flow classes for sure oh, where yeah. like while you're in something a bit longer they're like quickly reviewing what's mm-hmm. coming next so and in it's school like you can't do that <laughs> yeah. in school they were like okay you're never we can never see you like mm-hmm. the class can never see you looking at the page so yeah. if you have to look at the page for any reason mm-hmm. it has to be at a time when they're not looking at the front yeah. so even if you have to just put everybody into a child's pose yeah just I guess for, just for no meant. reason yeah okay now i take a little break in child's pose and and like, look at your paper you're like okay da, 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 da. okay those four moves okay i oh, know everybody come out yeah <laughs> and i mean people are usually grateful for that kind of thing right because they're just like oh god this is so hard yeah. oh god i hope there's a break soon and then you give them a break like oh yes it's for yourself so, as well to like, regroup this wasn't for you <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, and there was lots a, going on behind the scenes. There was a team of uh, women that I was teaching in Nova Scotia mm-hmm. who, like, it was like a weekly thing at a rec center. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially once I got to, like, know them and know their skills and everything. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to challenge them this week. This week is going to be, like, a leg workout. Like, yeah. I'm going to kill their legs tonight. And I remember no. saying that at the first of a class, like, all right. We're going to destroy your legs. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to walk when you come out of here. They're like, oh no. Rolling up the door. <laughs> They're going to crawl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, so I started biking recently. I don't know if you nice. saw my bike outside. You were telling me about it. Yeah. Oh my God. It's great. Oh, the it's first going. day, my legs were like jello. Yeah. It was like what those ladies must have felt like. <laughs> I, I literally couldn't walk when I got off that thing. <laughs> It's like you go to take a few steps and it's like, oh, they just yeah. kind of like wobbled, like no muscle control at all. Oh. And uh, huh. the bike, like the bikers in this town is it's a little core. like hardcore, I guess. Wasn't it like the most bikeable city in like Canada or something? Like, I think. Because people can bike year round and yeah. there's so much flat flatness as well. Yeah. It's not like biking in Nelson, right? 
No, but I don't know if you remember the bike culture in Ottawa was pretty crazy. They had a, mm -hmm. a whole street they would shut down every Sunday for yeah. bikes, to just for bikes. And they had yeah. bike lanes like going through the center, mm -hmm. like they did it right. And here they're trying to play catch up. So they mm -hmm. still have a lot of bike lanes like on the side. And uh, I know they've redesigned some of the streets to include bike lanes that are separated by a median. Mm -hmm. So there's not even cars coming near you, yeah. which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. But they're far and few between right now. They're yeah. only on select streets. For sure. But I like those zones too. Mm -hmm. And the trail, the the galloping goose trail that goes all over the place is yeah. really cool. And it connects, so connects the whole friggin' the whole city. Mm -hmm. And I take that pretty much every day. Nice. But uh, that's great. The weirdest thing I found was the price of bikes. So I went to a used bike store first. Mm -hmm. Well, first I was looking on like Facebook Marketplace yeah. and looking on Kijiji and Craigslist mm -hmm. and all that. And I was like, man, these bikes are so expensive. Like, why is it so pricey? Mm -hmm. Then I went to a used bike shop where they like refurbish bikes. I'm not gonna say their name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, I was looking at the yard of bikes they have, and these are like garbage bikes mm -hmm. that we on the East Coast would wheel that out to the end of the street <laughs> for the garbage man to take away, a garbage bike. Yeah. And no one would drive that anymore. You yeah. wouldn't be seen driving something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at all these garbage bikes in this field, or like on the, the floor, I guess, but it's all out, outdoors, mm -hmm. like in a little parking lot area. And the attendant comes out and he's like, hey, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what's like the, What's like the cheapest average running bike here? He's like, oh, they start at 300. And I was like, oh, like in the back here or something? He's like, no, no, like these ones here. I was like, like these garbage bikes? <laughs> like I didn't yeah. say it, but in my mind, I was like, this shit is like, this is trash. Like yeah. I wouldn't, hmm. I would like give, maybe give this away to someone who, I don't know who I'd even give that to. Yeah. And then I started checking some other used like bike shops around town. It was the same thing. Hmm. Like starting at like 300 for a garbage bike. Yeah. That's been kind of refurbished, but like there's scratches on it. Stuff's been in accidents, Damn. covered in rust, stickers wow. all over them, with the stickers peeled off. Um, oh, doinky. Oh, doinky do. And- uh, That's crazy. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, that's yeah. what's going on. So these used bike stores are like driving the price up for all the other places. And then it makes everybody like at home who's trying to sell their bike on Facebook marketplace. They're also putting their prices up too. Yeah. You know, cause they're like, Oh, if, if that store can get 300 for a garbage bike, I'm going to sell my semi nice bike oh for God. four or 500 and used at that and like, used. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what? This shit should be like mm -hmm. maybe 80 bucks at the most. And that was kind of my yeah. goal was like pay the same as my bus pass mm -hmm. for the bike. Yeah. So like a bus pass is 85 and I was looking for bikes for 85. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That was like a, a weird, like realization yeah. when I was like, Oh, okay. That's not going to happen in this city. Yeah. So I ended up paying like, 180 for hmm. for mine an extra hundred yeah it oh, is what it is it gets, yeah to point a to b <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. but i mean though. it all came from the bus system so like where we are out here there's one bus mm. this one bus yeah that gets you out of here mm -hmm. and it's only the one bus i can't get another bus without walking like 20 minutes away yeah so i have to take that bus and transfer and i go somewhere different every day of the week yeah. So, but to get to those other buses, I have to take this bus. Mm -hmm. And this bus is like routinely late. So like every week, there's one of the days it's gonna be like 20 minutes late. Yeah. And then it made me late for a client oh. where I lost out on like 90 bucks 
for yeah. like a few hours of work and i was like okay y'all just cost me my bus pass yeah because i had to cancel because we couldn't keep the time schedule right mm -hmm. so i'm like now you just cost me the whole price of the bus pass for yeah. a whole month because of one one day one job and i was like okay i'm gonna do something to get out of this because that's when mm -hmm. i thought oh i'm gonna ride a bike yeah i haven't ridden a bike in 23 years. No way. Yeah. Like not That's even crazy. like, uh, we rented them in California oh, yeah. and they're like these big, heavy, clunky things yeah. that you drive around on. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah. What an eye opener too. Cause like my legs mm -hmm. oof, and oof. like, it's not like I thought. And apparently yeah. you have to wear a helmet now. I'm like, what's that all about? We never had yeah. to wear helmets. Like when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Last time I ever rode a bike, there was no helmet law or anything like that. Yeah. And then I was driving in front of, uh, through Uptown, and two police bikers stopped me. They're like, hey, you need to wear a helmet. And I was like, oh. And they're like, did you just forget it at home? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> and they're like, all right then. Just remember next time, put really? it on. Wow. I bet if I would have said I don't have a helmet, I bet I would have got a fine. Huh. I, I'm pretty sure they were kind of like, you know, like, wink, wink, did you forget it? Like, yeah. play the game. Say, say that. Yeah. Say the right phrase right now to pass mm. through this barrier of life. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I wonder how much a fine is. Is a helmet going to be cheaper than a fine? Or mm -hmm. should I just keep riding this out? And mm -hmm. maybe, and I still don't have a helmet. Cause like, yeah, I, I've I been on know. that fence too. Because I have a bike that my mom gave me because she doesn't, she can't ride a bike anymore. Yeah. And it's like sweet and I could like rip around yeah. my neighborhood, but I'm like, oh, do I have to buy a helmet? And like, <laughs> I guess I probably should, like, you know, safety first, but yeah. I don't know. I've never been hit I by a car. I can actually wear one now that I don't have 10 years of dreads to shove in them. <laughs> Would have been out of the question before, but yeah. I guess that's a good thing. I yeah. guess you should just do it because Every it would suck to get hit by a car and not have a helmet on. Yeah, but what if you're only riding the trail? Do you still need a helmet on? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I I was on the trail. I think it's just on the street. But I was on the trail when those cops stopped me. Really? Yeah. They're like, you need a helmet. They must I'm be like, looking to get their quotas. <laughs> yeah. For what? Like, I'm on a trail with other bikers. Am I going to get hit by a pedestrian? <laughs> but, yeah. yo, for real, the bikers here in this town are, like, hardcore. And everybody wears these matching outfits. Yeah. And everybody's in, like, full spandex garb. Like, like it looks like they're, like, in wetsuits. Like, they're going to go surfing. And all like these bright, bright neon, bright neon fluorescent pinks and greens and yellow, yellow yeah. accents all over them. And the man and the wife have matching outfits and their kids have matching outfits on. And I'm like, what is going <laughs> on? And uh, yeah, they all look like they're in like some kind of like biathlon race. They're like, <laughs> I'm just like hustling along. And I'm just like, la, 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 da, da, da. I'm going like walking speed on my bike. Like, la, yeah. la, la, la. And they're like, and they got bells now. Out of my way! Totally. And I have these headphones on every day too, listening to music. That's less aware. I have no idea what's going on. Get out of my way! I'm like, I'm on the right hand side of the path. I don't know why I have to get over to the right any further. I'm already as far as I can go. And they always like click clang click clang and they're angry. And I'm like, Wow. Okay. This is cyclists. The pedestrians hate them. Yeah. The drivers hate them on the side of the road. Yeah. And even other cyclists all hate them. Wow. <laughs> Everyone just hates them. I'm like, I am one. And <laughs> I'm being hated by pedestrians and, and drivers, you know? And yeah. Now I'm hating on you guys. Like, what's oh, going boy. on here? That's brutal. Well, you got your duck. Is that your duck? You never play with your duck. 
You it never still play like with your duck. Good way to get around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the bus. But yeah, that was it. It was just because of the bus. It wasn't about getting in shape. It wasn't about saving the environment or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about trying to be all like, mm, yeah, better than everyone. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. still good exercise, and you're more oh, in yeah. your own time frame. Just bike to the bus or yeah. bike wherever you gotta go if you're. Yeah. The buses are doing their own thing. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It took like uh, two full weeks to get like yeah. to not have to go to easy mode on the gears yeah because <laughs> like you saw like even the road coming up here that slight incline oh I yeah couldn't, i couldn't get up that on yeah. easy mode i couldn't get up that totally and now i have it on the hardest gear and i can get up that <laughs> i was getting off and walking it every day <laughs> i can't do this i'm like i'm in shape i do yoga every day i work out i should be able to take this bike yeah i walk everywhere my legs are strong oh wow. hell no it's a whole new whole not new really. ball game a whole new world on i should bike. get biking then Oh. Here I am, like, la la la. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sounds harder than it looks, I guess. Yeah. There's quite a big hill up to my place, too. Oh. I mean, I mean, there's some that I walk still because yeah. it's like, this is just, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. And uh, depending on the kind of bike you have, too, or the gears, or your even possibility of attempting yeah. to get up a hill yeah, <laughs> can vary. Yeah. On a human and bike. Just depends on the hill. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Ooh, back to the list, man. Do you ever meditate? Mm. Something you ever tried? Uh, Dabbled in? <laughs> Put your toes in the water? A little bit, but um, yeah, mostly just in connection to yoga, I would say, for sure. But... Like the Shavasana meditation at the end? Yeah, Did and they... like most of it kind of being like that too. It's like moving meditation in a way, but yeah. Um, or like more extended poses, you know, like a yin thing. But yeah, yeah I always found it harder to just just sit and just and be, do and just be. be. Don't do yeah. anything. Yeah, at least if I could link it into a pose or something, then that kind of took off that edge. But yeah, it's something you gotta like sink into to feel comfortable with for sure. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That first minute is hard to get through. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Like I started when I was nine. Oh wow. Yeah, Crazy. that was like my first time yeah. trying it out. And it's because my brother and sister and me were fighting at our cottage and I went Aww. and sat on this big rock and I was like, I'm getting away from all this shit. Like, yeah. And I was like the cause of all the fight or whatever. Cause like whatever I had, they wanted. Mm -hmm. So it was like, Oh, I'm going to read comic books. Like I want to read comic books. And I want the one that you're reading. And it's like, I'm going to go play in the paddle boat. Then I want the paddle boat. And it's like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to go out on the raft. I want to be on the raft. Yeah. Like, can I just, do anything without everyone having to want what I want, what I'm using or doing. And mm -hmm. it's like, that's when it hit me. I'm like, maybe I should just stop doing stuff. So I went and crossed my legs. So my dad, wow. as kids, he had taught us how to do like a full lotus seat. Cause yeah. we used to do like wrestling nights and he taught us like some karate and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. we'd sit like with our legs crossed. Yeah. And I went and sat on this rock, which was like probably like a stone that came out of the ground like this. So like four, four and a half feet up. Mm -hmm. And I climbed up on that, crossed my legs, closed my eyes and just sat there. I'd seen like ninja movies doing it and like Splinter on Ninja Turtles doing it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what to do. I had no idea what it was. Mm -hmm. I just knew that you sat there with your legs crossed and closed your eyes. And I would yeah. just go sit there. And then my brother and sister were like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. 
<laughs> I was like, finally have something to myself. Yes. Yeah. And then they stopped fighting. Oh, and my wow. grandparents who at the cottage would stop getting annoyed by all of our fighting. And then there's this calm that swept all over the land. Wow. And uh, it's pretty amazing for nine years old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of having that idea to like, okay, I'm getting out of this mess. And then yeah. off and on, I would do meditate throughout my life. Mm-hmm. I guess a little less in my twenties as I partied a little too much. <laughs> And uh, then I got back to it in LA when I was there in 2014. And it's been like every day, haven't mm. like missed one. Nice. That's Maybe great. a couple late night mornings I've stayed up all night and didn't, didn't get that yeah. morning in, but sure enough, the next day, got That's back great. in it. And, mm. uh, but yeah, so looking back to like just 2014 in LA, trying to sit down for like, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna push it too hard. I'm gonna do like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I sat there and I'm like, oh, this is so boring. Mm-hmm. My back hurts. My face is itchy. Oh, has it been five minutes yet? And I would open yeah. my eyes and look at the time. I'm like, not even one minute. Yeah. And it felt like an eternity. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Oh, that's I'm like, okay, forget about this. Mm-hmm. Try again tomorrow. The yeah. next day, made it through the minute, got into like two, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Again, annoyed, shuffling, moving. Mm-hmm. But you know, it just builds every day a little yeah. bit more, a little bit more. Absolutely. And now I do a whole hour. Wow. Yeah. Like almost every day. That's crazy. Good but for like, you. You don't force yourself to do it. Like only yeah. do it if you're feeling it. If mm-hmm. you're not feeling it, you don't do it. That's kind of like the best advice I ever got yeah. from like these Ramdas people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you like force it, you're kind of like you don't need. If you mm-hmm. don't want, if you don't want to do it, it's because you don't like need to do it. Kind of yeah. thing. It's not like a and force. S- sometimes I find it's good just like in the moment too. If you kind of like notice yourself feeling a certain way, or you're holding on to something, you're like. Yeah. I'm not even breathing at all right now. Like, you know, like yeah. you're just like holding it in and even yeah. just to focus for like, whether it's 30 seconds or a minute or something and see how much that can shift how you felt before. Oh, oh yeah. 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 There's something called the moment meditation hmm. that people do. So it's for things like you're standing in line waiting for grocery checkouts yeah. and things like that, rather than like pick up the tabloids or look at what everybody else has in their shopping cart or rather than think about what you're going to do after this is yeah. over. It's like none of that matters. Mm-hmm. You just kind of like reconnect with the breath, breathe in, breathe out. And then you know what? Hmm. You're annoyed waiting that lineup. The cashiers, some old ladies trying to cash a check. They're like, we don't cash checks anymore since mm-hmm. like the 80s. <laughs> and, and you're going to have to call a manager now. And you know, like yeah. the lineup's getting out through the door and everybody's angry. And you're just kind of like, ah, just breathe in, breathe it out, man. Just breathe it out. Yeah, totally. <sighs> And then, like, next thing you know, whoosh, you're up at the front of the line. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's kind of like time travel, you know? Yeah. You're in a shitty, weird situation. Well, I'm going to time travel out of this. See y'all later. Um. Yeah. <laughs> time travel in the moment. In the moment. Like, and then it's over. Yeah. And you're like, okay, now I'm at the place I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. At the checkout. Or whatever it is. You're at the bank. And usually it's a lineup for me. That's yeah. kind of like my most, like, annoying mm-hmm. kind of thing that I deal with. Traffic. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. Yeah. Any place it's just that, that awareness too, because otherwise so you're like, where else is my mind like rambling on about these things or spinning or yeah. you know like doing unhealthy habits or something like yeah. So many ways we try to escape just. But you like you get in the groove of it too, because it's like it's like brain training. So like hmm. you start to like just naturally gravitate to that. Yeah. So like, rather than going like, okay, I'm getting annoyed. I better meditate. Like rather than even saying those words or yeah. going through that thought process, it just happens. It just clicks in and you're just like, 
breathing, mm-hmm. breathing. You never even thought about the annoying part. You're just mm. like in this breathing mode. Mm, okay, this is what I do now when the annoying stuff comes up. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of breathe it out. And uh, yeah, the moment meditation. That's kind of like one of the coolest ones that I do every day. Mm-hmm. On top of like whatever, the, the, the hour great. of sitting there. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I feel like I do it more indirectly than just a like, okay, I'm going to sit down and do this for an hour now. It's more like in the moment if I need it or yeah, in connection yeah. with other things like yoga. But I probably I, wouldn't hurt to try a little more, you know? I joined this thing called the Flow Genome Project, where they're trying to hack flow state. And flow state is kind of like when you get into like that hour or more of yoga and you're like totally connected and at one with everything and you're Mm -hmm. in like this pure bliss kind of moment. Um, They're trying to find ways to hack into that without having to do all that stuff. And so there's different things you can do by setting up your day properly Mm -hmm. and having routine in your day. So I guess like having... You can see the list on the wall over there. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some things that I do. Nice. And uh, you probably can't read it from here, but. <laughs> yeah. No, of course, I have a very good vision, um, but. Yeah, there's just things that you can do that like put you into this frame of mind to start your day off right, to, mm-hmm. so you can have more ed, uh, access to flow states throughout the day. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'll get into them now, like riding my bike, you just get in the zone, you're like, Phew runners get it running for like hmm. half hour or more so like usually everywhere i bike is like a half hour or a little bit more yeah so like yeah you're definitely like zoned out and if you're listening to podcasts and music and stuff too i was like oh that's gonna be like detrimental to it but mm-hmm. what ends up happening is that like that melts away too so i'll be driving with the headphones and a podcast and i'm deep into the podcast mm-hmm. and it's like oh this is good and then whoosh, just this like flow hits you and you're like, you're in the zone, you're going. I'm not even hearing the words they're saying anymore. It's just mm-hmm. melting away. It's just background dribble, drabble. Yeah. Car horns are going off as I drive through traffic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People are like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mm, I'm in a flow state. Can't, can't phase me. Mm. <laughs> way to be, man. Yeah. That's great. That stuff's kind of cool. Nice. Oh, I've been right into uh, nutrition and diets too. It's kind of been like a huge thing. And I don't know if I told you, I went under the ketogenics diet, mm-hmm. which is like high carb. No, sorry, low carb. No, I was going to say. <laughs> no carbs so. at all. Yeah. <laughs> all fat, high fat. Minus the meat though for you, Minus I guess. Minus the say. meat. Oh, it's Because like they do say to eat. Like meat's one of the main things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like bacon. So it's like, like one of the number vegetarian one. Vegetarian, keto, <laughs> yeah. vegan, whatever. Keto is like bacon's like the top of the list because like bacon's mostly fat. <sighs> Good old bacon. So I tried those, uh, the vegan bacon that's made from coconut chips or whatever. <laughs> oh, really? And I was like, I had been so skeptical and I was like, man, nothing's ever going to taste like bacon. Yeah. And then I tried it and woo, it's bacon. Really? It's like 100% bacon. There's something about it. There's coconut, like unsweetened coconut shreds or flakes and like dried. Yeah. And then they put this like liquid smoke with some kind of like... It's like that tempeh stuff you used to... Yeah. Yeah, but no, even even better than that. Yeah. It was totally... And uh, the grease, I guess, of the the coconut oil itself Mm -hmm. is what makes these like have that oily kind of like... Like the gristle part of the bacon, you're like, nom, 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 oh, yeah. and the, the liquid smoke gives it that smoky flavor. And then yeah. I think there's something else in it. It might be some kind of soy sauce or some kind of like barbecue sauce. There's something else in there. And I can't yeah. remember the ingredient right now, 
but mm. it's so good. What is liquid smoke anyway? <laughs> like, what? Ah, I keep wondering is what what it's made you? of. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But yeah. all the like all the like vegan places have it. Okay. Like, stuff with liquid smoke. So it must be all right. So it's not meat, but it tastes like meat. Yeah. Well, it's got that smoky flavor. Okay. Yeah, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, I just got Give some Montreal steak spice too nice. that I put on like tofu and things like that. Mm -hmm. And that's so good. Yeah. And so do you live near near like Langford out that way? Mm -hmm. So yeah. you've been to Superstore because it's... Oh, I try to avoid that place just because it's... <laughs> So it's too big. <laughs> like, oh yeah. It's oh my like god. You like forget one thing on one side and have to walk like two <laughs> hours to the other side of the grocery store. Oh my god. I mean, they have some good stuff, but overall, it's just like too much for me. It's so expensive too. I couldn't yeah. get over that. I went yeah, in to or get... some things are only in bulk, so you like have to buy like, or to yeah. get the deal, you have to buy like oh, three, so or it doesn't go with that price. I'm like, oh, you end up spending oh. more money. I think. I went there because I was in Langford one day, and yeah. like, I get like. Is there any in there? Well, I get like mixed nuts and I yeah. kind of get them in the bulk section now and I mix my own mixed nuts. Yeah. But before I was doing keto, like last summer, I uh, I would get the mixed nuts that have raisins in it and dried cranberries, mm -hmm. but they're like, apparently they're soaked in sugar before they're dried. Uh oh. So the sugar is like all over this stuff. Yeah. So I don't use those anymore, but uh, I went into Superstore because I was like, oh, they'll have like a good price because mm -hmm. you'd think the Superstore is the same price everywhere at all the Superstores. And then I went in there to get it and uh, nope, it was like, rather than like the good old like $1.19 per 100 grams, which is what it was all through the East Coast, mm -hmm. here it was like $2.97 per 100 grams of the exact same product. I'm no. like, nope, never coming back here again. But yeah, then totally. I was there like a couple weeks ago uh, and uh, just looking in the bulk bins. That's where I found this Montreal steak spice. I opened up the bin yeah. just to like, okay. just to like look at it and the smell that came out, it was that smoky, delicious mm. barbecue. I was like, oh my God. <gasps> yeah, even I'm just like a pan oh. of veggies, just a little spice. Oh, my brain just like exploded with like flavor town. I was yeah. Like, okay, I'm getting like a bag <laughs> like this. That's this awesome. Stuff, like, Nice. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, all like, about the flavorings. I think I had like sure. a thousand grams in this bag. <laughs> I was like, I need enough because I put handfuls of that shit in Yeah, now. just like rub it on yourself a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Sprinkle underwear. it, burn it in your incense bowl. Oh, yeah. Mmm, <laughs> steak spice. Ooh. You give me but ideas. It's meat free, I'm going to try that when you leave. <laughs> Puppery at the Montreal steak spice. <laughs> Brutal. Oh. Well, but I've, I've bought the steak spice and the shakers, or you grind them yourself and yeah. shake it on, and none of them have had this mm. aroma or smell. Oh, wow. It's just the smell that was like, oh, mm. yeah. Still use this spices that I've stockpiled from this place in Nelson that just like makes them handmade. And oh, wow. every time I'm in Nelson, I'll buy like a couple jars and it'll last me like a few years. It's just like the best. <laughs> this guy that just makes his homemade oh, spice cool. blends, oleo and spice, Oh, he, he sold it like farmers markets and had like yep. a little shack on Baker Street, but like those spices, yeah, just like the perfect blends. It's like nine or ten different things and a little mason jar. Yeah, I remember you told me about those southern seasoning one. Yeah, I'll lend you a little pinch. Ooh, probably like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, or he had the oils too, concentrated like basil oil or garlic oil, like extracts, and you yeah. just. 
put a couple of drops. And they sold them at like yeah. Save On in the yep. local BC yep. shop. Kind of like there's yep, those aisles sure. that have local local stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the gold. We met a lady here at this Save On. She was doing a little demo and she makes like, a, oh, I forget her name right now, but her name's on the front of the bottle. Mm -hmm. And it's just one, like a two syllable name. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Lisa or something like that. And uh, it's at the, the Save On here at Tillicum. And it's at the end, it's like one of those end caps of the end aisle. Mm -hmm. And like she takes up like three or four shelves on the side of yeah. just all her like, uh, like salsa, things like that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, preservatives, pickles, and things like that. And nice. Yeah, we had like a really cool chat with her one day. And uh, she's open to having people come and like help her to learn. Mm -hmm. on how to do pickling and do stuff like that like no no pay or anything but yeah. like to go and you know kind of work and learn cool kind of thing so that's great that would be cool yeah i don't know i've jeez we used to do that when we were kids with like my mom and my grandma like pickle the things pickle oh, it was an pickle annoying chore it wasn't fun learning <laughs> it was like i don't want to do this i'm gonna go play yeah. now you're gonna help do this prepare but for winter looking back i'm like now i'm glad i know how to do that kind of stuff like yeah put in like all your ingredients in a mason jar mm -hmm. and then you put the lid on and back then they used to like put a layer of hot beeswax over oh, yeah, to I've seal it in mm -hmm. but the other thing you can do is you just put the mason jar lid on and then you put like a big pot on the stove full of water and then mm -hmm. you put your mason jars in the pot and boil the water and then the lids go pop, 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 pop and that little poppy thing wow. pops in yeah. and it's it's like pressurized. So then like really sealed in the last like hmm. years and years Preserved. and years on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. Then they're good to go. Nice. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Especially if you have like a garden or something. So much stuff to deal with. Yeah, which like my dad did stuff. with all that land that he had. And mm -hmm. he was always growing like fields, like acres and acres. I think it was like five acres of garden. <laughs> oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Hmm. It's not fun when you're the one plowing it and planting that shit. No. Fertilizing and everything, but. No. My landlords turned their whole front of their, I don't know if you've been to my house here, but. No, not their whole, They turned their whole front lawn into like garden? a big yeah a big oh, garden yeah. that's got fencing because there's so many bunnies and deer and yeah, yeah yeah but it's great like by the time july august rolls around they have so much produce they're like just take whatever you want like, <laughs> so much and just go in there and got all these different things to choose from and oh yeah yeah it's nice i, I put like 200 punches of kale yeah what? uh spinach and no green beans green beans galore mm -hmm. so i'm gonna run them see if you see the fence where that lattice work is right there the green beans are gonna go up into that lattice oh, yeah. and then if i can i'm gonna run them like all over the fence everywhere that i can nice. cover that whole fence and green beans so you can just walk out every day and bop, 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 bop. yeah fresh green beans that's awesome mm -hmm. and uh i know i remember saying like oh i need like i need a whole bunch of space you know so that when the harvest comes and everybody like laughed at me they're like the harvest what do you mean I'm like yeah. well we need enough vegetables to last us the whole winter like that's what we're doing right yeah like, there's not enough space here man to Aww. grow that many vegetables pickle like, those green beans pickle those green beans yeah <laughs> it's, good. it's good yeah in pickle like the asparagus too oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Asparagus. you know what i'm gonna miss though 
the fiddleheads from back east. Oh yeah. Oh, I think I've had one of those. Oh, it's like the best thing ever. <laughs> a little bit of butter and some salt and pepper. Fiddleheads yeah. are just amazing. And they grow along like rivers and water banks and things like that. Yeah. Like fresh water. Um, so I don't know if they grow here. I don't know if the climate's right or if mm. it's like wet and soggy enough, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. There's a season for them. Mm. We would go picking them with my dad and They're you bring- early spiral ones, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, People are like, oh, that's a baby fern, but like, it's not a baby fern. It doesn't mm -hmm. turn into a fern. It looks like it might, and baby ferns look like a fiddlehead, but yeah. they turn into ferns. They unravel mm -hmm. and the fern comes out, but a fiddlehead doesn't turn into a fern. Okay. It turn, I don't know what it turns it's into because we, cut, we <laughs> yeah. cut them and eat them all. So who knows what they turn into? <laughs> but like you bring a garbage bag and your garbage bag is going to be full oh like, to the top. And you Better get pickling. I don't think you can pickle a... What did you call them again? A fiddlehead? Yeah, can you? Oh yeah. Fiddleheads? Oh yeah. Yeah. Some vinegar and nice. some What can't you pickle know. more is the question, I guess. <laughs> you can pickle most things. Yeah. Anything you want. Can you pickle a pickle though? I already pickled pickle? Can you repickle a pickle? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to be funny, but I can't compete with you, so <laughs> <laughs> There's no competition. You win hands down. <laughs> I, I don't have a competitive bone in my body. <laughs> nice. I always say Just that. Some but good then, humorous ones. <laughs> I have some friends who point out my competitiveness sometimes that comes out in different ways that I don't even Aww. I don't I even see it. Competitive. Just, my jokes don't really compare. So. <laughs> but anyway. Because like a. I, I don't know, I never played sports growing up because I had asthma, so like, mm. I never got, I don't care. I don't care about putting a ball in a net. That's not fun for me. It's mm. not exciting. I don't care, who cares? Because like, what, what's done after? Oh, we did some exercise. I'm like, that's not exercise. Going to the gym is exercise. Like mm -hmm. doing a workout is exercise. That's exercise. Running and kicking a ball into a net. What do you accomplish in the world? Like how have you made the world a better place? You haven't, you've just, made yourself really tired and put a ball in a net a bunch of times. And then at the end, one person's a loser and one person's a winner. So there's mm -hmm. like, you're creating duality, which is like, eh, I'm not cool yeah. with duality. Cause like it's everyone's, a, everyone's a winner in my world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd be one yeah, of those. I was never into those sports either. I'd be one of those parents if I had kids. I'd be like, it's okay, sweetie. You're still a winner in my books. Here's a gold star in your chart. Oh my God. <laughs> here's an award and here's a medal. Come yeah. on, we're going to go get pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So like, I was feeling I, not good enough. Oh, but that's kind of like also one of the things that's wrong with the world, I think, too. It's like yeah. too many people like putting their kids into like, these situations where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I lost. No, you didn't. You're a winner too. Yeah. Like, everyone gets a trophy. Like what? Yeah. That's not actually true. Like this one got more points than you did. Therefore they win and yeah. you lose. But it's like, don't enter into these. Good enough, bad enough. Yeah, yeah don't enter into these uh, paradigms to begin with. Like yeah. get that right out of our mind. Well, that completely <laughs> brings me back to the art therapy where we started with is just that yeah. the not good enough or like, oh, I can't do art. I'm not an artist. Like you yeah. hear that so much. Like people's hopes and dreams have been crushed because they didn't do it well enough or the way it was supposed to be. And it's like, what if you just like let go of those judgments and like accepted your art as like a part of yourself and like something that came out of you. And if you gave it the same respect that you should give yourself and I would give you as an art therapist, like, it's just, yeah, like, and in fine art, like, it, like, it killed my love for art for a little while because of that. It was just, like, not good enough or, like, you'd go to your, 
the critiques of your work and they'd just be picking apart the ways you could make it better and like not just looking at it for what it was and what you made and just accepting that for what it was and yeah it was just never good enough so yeah in art therapy there we don't call things like good or bad or like yeah, it just is. talk about it. it just is and it's something you made so i'm going to give it as much respect as i would anything else and but it's really hard to break through people's initial like so many people in the world just have those barriers it's not easy well, for you, your average person to be like just make and not feel like they're going to be a harsh critique of what they've done but it's like well because it started as a child right like yeah. being told what's good and what's not good like yo your macaroni picture sucks because it doesn't look like a truck it looks like not mac it looks like macaroni glued to a piece of paper yeah you know, and you start to, and then you look at it, and your inner critic kicks in. You're like, mine's not yeah. a truck at all. Or like being mine's graded not. on your art in like school. Being or, yeah. graded. Oh, or this kid's better because they made it look more like that. It's like I don't know. This reminds me let too. That all go. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. This reminds me of that saying where it's like, oh, if uh, if you're, it's like if you're not good at math and English, you're stupid. Mm -hmm. But it's and it's like, oh. They look down on you, but then if you're not good at art, it goes, oh, that's okay. Don't worry. Everyone, not everyone's good at art. Mm -hmm. That's okay. And everyone goes, oh, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wait a minute. Why don't you say it's okay about my math score and my yeah. English score and like every other social totally. studies and all that? Why is that stuff like so important? Mm -hmm. you know? like, we're all going to have don't our worry. own unique like things we gravitate to and are good at. But like, yeah. does that mean you can't do it? Like, no. Like, Come here in your beds. Yeah. Go to your bed. It's Go just, to your bed. It's just these expectations and judgments we set upon ourselves that can really shut people down. But yeah. it's amazing to see what happens when people let go of those is what I've witnessed a lot. When a few people feel comfortable enough to just make and be spontaneous and make and know that they're not being judged and then to be able to look at what the yeah. art leads to. So, yeah. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh. Good enough. We're all good enough. Yeah. yeah. So if I came in and I was like in my intake and I was like, uh, she just wants to go chase those chickens is what yeah. she wants. She yeah. really wants to chase them. And they've been coming up on the deck all day and hanging out up here. She's and sniffing. they've been jumping up the dog and the cat have been up on the window, like going crazy looking at them. But uh, she's scared of the chickens. Mm -hmm. The chicken went like this at her, like, like that. And Molly went, Arp, shoom, took off under the bushes and went and hid for a while. Yeah. And then uh, popcorn, the cat yesterday had a standoff with the chicken, but like I went out there with Molly and we stood and popcorn was like three feet away from the chicken mm -hmm. and they just like looked at each other and had like a stare down and then neither of them moved and then popcorn went like, well, this is boring. And she like walked away and to go do other like cat stuff like, oh, I'm gonna chase a butterfly now. Wow. <laughs> and the chicken was just like, okay, that's weird. And then it just kind of like walked the other way. And yeah. It's like, okay, cool. No fight there. I think the cat but, would be more into the chickens than the dog, you'd but... I think so, but Molly wants to, like, go after them and chase them, but then they always turn and they go... Blah, 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 like... Oh, okay. Uh, They're gonna scare you. you so there's, you're so tough. There's even a cage out back, a chicken coop, mm -hmm. and it's, like, got all chicken wire. So yeah. they were in the coop, and they have, like, a ledge they can get up on. Yeah. Molly was, like, ten feet away from the coop, looking at the coop, like, because she can smell them and everything, mm -hmm. and she's staring at it. And then one of the chickens jumped down, so there's the barrier of the cage and 10 feet between them and the chicken jumps down and just goes like with their wings a little bit yeah and molly arp, gone. Yeah. like oh my god she's a scaredy cat yeah she's a scaredy doge you think you're tough but you're really not yeah 
See, inside the house, she's all like, oh, everybody pay attention to me. And then as soon as we get outside, it's like, I don't even know who you people are. <laughs> yeah. I'm not with them. Beals are kind of their own. I'm so aloof and independent until I get home. She's like a, a doge of extremes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so if, if I came in and I was like, oh, I'm having like anxiety and like mm -hmm. my mind just keeps going and thinking about all this stuff and it really like, it's getting compounded. Like, I think mm -hmm. I need some help with stuff like that. Like, what would you, what would you recommend? Would you just like show me the art room? Be like, okay, what interests you? Or would you like kind of mm -hmm. like. Yeah, it, it really depends on the person. Yeah. Some people might feel like that's too much. Like a lot of people have that kind of white paper syndrome, like, oh my God, like the blank page, like don't know what to do. And that would just like <laughs> increase anxiety. So you might yeah. start with just some like an opening activity, something chill, like let's pick a color and like two colors, like merge the paint, let's draw a circle and you know, with paint and just like blend the colors and see how that feels like little introductory things just to, you know, like get past that initial anxiety, especially if it's like, People are worried about what does it have to look like in the end kind of a thing. It's like, well, yeah. let's just make something that's, we're just feeling it out. It doesn't matter what it looks like. You're just getting into the materials like that. Right. And, um, so that would, that create... can also like, that's going to immediately start to shift things in your brain too. You yeah. might start to relax a bit. You might start to start talking a bit where otherwise you felt like, Oh my God, I don't know what to say. Like, you know, let's just start with this and then just see where like in a few minutes where that goes. Right. Um, also, not everything is completely spontaneous. Like there are art directives. So some people might be totally terrified of just going with the spontaneous approach. Some people, that's what they just want to do. So especially for like an opening activity, like we might do something just to get to know you, like draw a symbol for yourself and then draw like, you know, symbols around that or in whatever relation to represent the things in your life, your challenges, the things that support you. like. And map it out. Like and draw I would, a self and map. I would, and I would draw a pentagram. Yeah. That's your symbol for <laughs> and self. I, and I would put all these occult symbols around the edge. You're I like, oh. <laughs> I've seen it all. I accept whatever comes up. So it's but all good. There's it was, no right or wrong. If it was just two circles, you're like, okay, draw two circles. Just mm -hmm. pick two colors and draw two circles. To yeah. start, I would take, because my favorite color is blue. Mm -hmm. And I also like red. Like yeah. the blue team and the red team, the yeah. Bloods and the Crips. Okay. You know, and like, you know, where they would like overlap a yeah. little bit in the middle, maybe. Mm -hmm. And the red and the blue would make like a purple kind of mm -hmm. shade in the middle, which I also like. It's like my third favorite color. It's yeah. Like blue, red, purple. Like they all kind of yeah. go together. So, like, that's where I would start. Mm -hmm. Cool. And then, so, what, what would that like. <laughs> Would it be seeing how I feel or would you, would that spark ideas in your head? You're like, okay, so he, he likes blue and red and purple. Would that, does that mean something? Like the color choice? Um, or, well, like, cause some people would be like, blah, yeah. death, blah. Well, basically uh, like I, I will have my observations of what ha what's happening, both in what you're creating and also how you're reacting to it. Like, are you crying your eyes out drawing this blue circle? Are you looking like you're starting to relax? Like, we'll see how it goes. But yeah. in terms of like any type of meaning in the art, it, the meaning can only come from you. I would, I'm just there to help you like work through that and talk about it to find what's true for you. Right. It's the same with something like interpreting dreams and stuff. Like I'm not going to be like, this is what your dream means. It's like, <laughs> let's talk it out. Let's describe like, it. Like unpack it. Yeah. And just yeah. like get you to associate the things. It's just, yeah. Like I might just pose questions that help you reflect, but the right. only interpret true interpretation of the art can come from yourself and what I'm just there to kind of help guide and like 
open up questions to it. I might think I see something that's really obvious, but that doesn't mean that that's what's true, you know? So. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the same with like, similar to children's art because yeah, children really draw and like let out pretty much what's going on in their lives and world. It's really amazing when you can look at a kid's art and you've heard what their parents have to say prior to meeting the kid. You've had an interview with the parents and yeah. hear what's going on, the reason they're bringing their child to art therapy. Um, and it's amazing how much of it is so reflected in the art and the kid like hardly even knows they're doing it because children work so spontaneously and unconsciously like that, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like I can notice things and have observations about it, but that doesn't mean that's like the fact. I'm still gonna get the kid to talk about it because you know, like that one object could mean one thing that I think it's totally related to, but really the kid might describe it a total different way. So right. in the end, it's like my, my interpretations are not the end all be all. It's very much up to the artist. That's themselves. the way I, and like, like you said about dream interpretation, that's the way I've always mm -hmm. looked at that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, so people are like, oh, if you see a spider coming down, it means good luck. And, but if it's going up, mm -hmm. that means beware of rhinoceroses or something, you know? And it's yeah. Like, how do you know that? Like, what? Everybody's gonna Every... re relate to a spider in a different way. Like, I might love spiders. You might be freaking terrified of them. So yeah. it couldn't just like round the board mean the same thing personally. No. Dreams I... are things that come from the unconscious. I heard something from a lady on a podcast who is a dream interpreter. Yeah. <laughs> are you gonna get the fly? Who is it, an interpreter? Who, uh, she had like a better way of approaching it where she was like, okay, so like people say that, oh, I dreamt of a, a beagle. Oh, well, that's because I saw a beagle today. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, you saw a beagle, but that represents something. And the, that's all your brain had to relate to, to grab your brains, like reaching, okay. Uh, animalistic tendencies. Mm -hmm. uh, how can I how can I explain animalistic tendencies? Uh, what did you see recently? A dog. So it throws that same dog, and you're like, oh, there's that dog. But really, it just means you know animalistic tendencies. It doesn't mean good or bad luck. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. someone's gonna die. It doesn't mean any yeah. of this other stuff. It just kind of you know there are things like archetypes that certain things will relate to, mm -hmm. but your brain is just kind of reaching to things from your local environment that mm -hmm. you went through in the last couple of days. Yeah, it's it's a combination and, uh, of many things for sure. Both like yeah, just the random yeah. random objects that have been in your life recently, but then also yeah, total messages from the unconscious. <laughs> and, coded and and she said sometimes you're just decompressing. Like mm -hmm. so you've built up all this like charge of knowledge and information and yeah. input and you know, whoosh, it's all been going in mm -hmm. and now you gotta like whoosh, just discharge it whoosh, and it just goes out. Whoosh, it has no meaning at all. It's just, blah, and mm -hmm. just you know, mentally vomiting this out in a dream state. Blah, here's yeah. a bunch of things, get rid of them, but we don't need <laughs> So totally. that's kind of interesting too mm -hmm. because hey, since I cut out cannabis like I was an all day, every day cannabis user yeah. for like 15, 20 years of my life. Now that I've stopped, I do it once a month now. Mm -hmm. But since I stopped, my dreams after like three or four days, they're just like pow, 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 no the way. most intense wow. dreams that I'm not even getting a good night's sleep anymore. Like I wake up just like, oh my God, is this ever going to be over? Holy and like I'll get up, I'll go to the bathroom and I'll lay down and then right back into the exact same where I wow. left off. And it's like common theme of running hmm. or being chased. That's hmm. 
just a constant, there's some kind of struggle. I need to get somewhere. I need to get this person somewhere. Hmm. I need to get an animal somewhere. I need to get two things. Like there's just this constant like yeah. motion and I need to get somewhere. Uh, That's crazy. That's interesting. I've heard that that can be a phenomenon. It, you... It's like all night, every night, mm -hmm. and it just never ends. Wow. So. You should start writing them down or... I, I, I've written a couple down. They're just so intense. Yeah. That there's literally no way to even like begin to start to like, wow. like transcribe them. Hmm. Like I'll get bits and pieces and I'm like, it doesn't even, yeah. doesn't even cover like a fraction of 1% of, of what was going on in there. Crazy. And, uh, yeah, I we took a, a course through my art therapy training on dream analysis. Yeah. And we were told to keep a dream journal and all that. And then we would like pick a dream we wanted to analyze and then draw it out like an image we could remember from it yeah. and then like process it in our group of people. And it's amazing what you can really pull out of them. You really got to get into the nitty gritty detail of like, like the symbols that are coming up or often the most important factor is the feeling. So the feeling you said of feeling chased or something like that. Well, like running, and I think being chased would be two different things. Like, yeah. are you just running and enjoying it? Or are, no, you, no, like, are you feeling like that, like something's chasing you or I need to keep running? Like it's, it's okay, the feeling okay. that is here's, big. Here's like a direct example. So, and it'll be different, different nights. So yeah. I'm running from zombies. Yeah. They're chasing me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm headed away. Ah. <sighs> the next night I am the zombie and I'm chasing mm -hmm. somebody else. Oh, I, I gotta get the food, I gotta get the food. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's a vampire. I am the vampire. Oh, I gotta chase things and catch mm -hmm. them. And then sometimes I'm running from the vampires. Yeah. Ah. So there's just constant theme of running, mm -hmm. being chased, or I'm the one chasing something. And I'm like, mm -hmm. is it cause I'm like, wow. need to chase my dreams? Do I need, is it cause I'm always mm -hmm. like chasing after like being on, an entrepreneur? I'm always chasing after the jobs every day. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what, uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. One. And like you said, like the different, you can be this and also that, like, I mean, that does show up a lot in our dreams is that yeah. you can be, even in one dream, be multiple aspects. There could be multiple characters and it could yeah. be different aspects of yourself or your feelings, like, yeah. for sure. And, but, um, and I'm a Pisces too, so that doesn't help anything because <laughs> there's like that whole duality of like the two fish, like swimming and pulling away from each other in a constant struggle. But then, so like, there's one way of looking at it, but at the same time, when you zoom out, it's like, oh, it is a constant struggle, but it's also a beautiful dance. Hmm. And there, that even just saying that is part of my like Haitian interpretation of life yeah. and everything. Like even the, just the, the descriptions, things aren't just black and white. It's like no. one thing can have multiple meanings for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I would encourage just to do a little ex more exploration for yourself on your own time. It just, yeah. if it's not too long or intense to write out, try to write it down and then almost like highlight like key things you've written and just free write. Like don't censor yourself. Just that kind of Freudian technique of just, just, just write it out. Yeah, exactly as you felt it happened. Maybe try to like highlight a couple key, whether it's feeling terms like chased or like running, like what else, zombies. And then and then take those words right like aside from your paragraph and like elaborate them on them individually and start through the technique of free association. So you'd be like, okay, feeling chased and then write, just start free writing a list. Be like, when I think of that, what does that remind me of? So like, I, I can't really do it for you, right? Cause I don't know, yeah. but um, like zombies, you could be like, death, the underworld, like scary, bad, like blah, blah, blah. Like just do all of that and then see what other words arise. And then how does that relate to maybe where you're feeling in life? 
that would be my technique for you. Huh. If you want to explore maybe the meaning of your dreams more. Yeah. So. I'm going to do that. I'll have to start a journal. <laughs> yeah. I don't like turning the light on hmm. to like write things. Totally. And like, I'm not good. Like I'm, I type close to 80 words per minute on, yeah. on a keyboard, but mm -hmm. like, I, I'm not gonna go from my bed to like a yeah, computer. Yeah, it's like jarring, and then you're like awake, but yeah. Or even if you know, once you're awake, if there's things you do remember. Or, I yeah. just want to get it all down. So but like, it's amazing how vivid they've been given your the quitting weed. Cause yeah, yeah, and I mean, the, weed, weed was repressing all this time. It's been repressing my dreams like my whole life, and yeah. now I'm just like full on like oh, it's intense. Yeah. Um, so I did write this one down to a friend in a message the other day. So, and this was, cause like, I'll still use the cannabis once a month. Yeah. So then there's like a three to four day period after that where there's no dreams, which is great, but I'm like super tired and groggy all the time. And then fourth or fifth night, <laughs> the floodgates are open. So last night I'm walking in a city and this deer nonchalantly just kind of passes me on the sidewalk and mm -hmm. goes down someone's driveway. I figured it's looking for food. So I just keep on going one more block. I take a right. There's a tall building on the corner and in behind it is a huge field and it's full of horses, deer, antelope, cows, and some are laying in the hay and some are grazing. So I think I should go find that deer that passed me a street over because there's no food down that driveway and this field is full of food. So I go back and I'm thinking, how am I gonna tell an animal to follow me? So this is like, this is like intense like I'm on a mission like I have to get that deer like I have to go find it like mm -hmm. I have to save it you know yeah. like there's no food down there like oh my god I have to go get it yeah. it's like a really big deal and I'm like show him the correct way like, oh my god so yeah. like how am I going to tell an animal to follow me so like I go around the corner I go down the driveway mm -hmm. I walk up to the deer and I just said in English like yo follow me there's way more food around the corner and then the deer followed me and ran off into the field, like happy eating the food. Mm -hmm. And then this large Clydesdale horse, those like the work horses with like the big furry feet. Mm -hmm. The horse walks up to me and starts speaking to me telepathically and we could understand each other. And the horse tells me uh, that's how the deer followed me is because it could also hear my thoughts. Hmm. Uh, and I was thinking like, wow, that's so beautiful. I can talk to animals now. And then my friend shows up to remind me about the previous dream I had had and how the entire village was chasing us and we needed to hide. So they're chasing us like pitchforks the village and, people, yeah. and flaming torches and, and shit like mm -hmm. that. Uh, and we need to hide. I look up to the sky and it's a beautiful blue day and there's a few clouds and then there's this giant, clear, translucent head. And wow. it's like coming closer. It's like far off in the distance and it's getting closer. And, um, and it's flying and it's coming this way. And I was like, okay, we gotta go tell the head that we're cool. And mm -hmm. that'll fix everything. Okay, we gotta go, we gotta go. And more running. Mm -hmm. Now we're like going into that tall apartment building that was on the corner next to the field. And we have to run, oops, through the staircase. So like the elevator's not working, gotta use the staircase, gotta get up on top of the roof because the head's getting closer. Ah. The head finally gets closer. Where am I here? Went by the field oh. of the roof, floating head. Yeah, we tell them, Look, tell the, tell the villagers we're not their enemy. So the head goes like, okay, cool guys. And he mm -hmm. tells the villagers and then they lay off. Hmm. On our way out of the building, we run into Jim Carrey. <laughs> and he starts joining us on our walk. As we get outside, he peels off his Jim Carrey skin and he's the Riddler from Batman. Like he played the Riddler in mm -hmm. Batman, but 
Yeah. See, he's really the Riddler from Batman. And he was only posing as Jim Carrey to gain our trust. Mm -hmm. He was really working for the villagers. Oh. But he didn't get the message from the head to not come and get us anymore. Mm -hmm. And then as we get, he's like, got us. Like, he's got us. And he's like bringing us outside the building. And this black car shows up, like government style. Wow. All tinted yeah. windows, no license plate or anything. And he's like, you're getting in the car. I'm taking you to the villagers. And uh, uh, I was like, Jim. I'm like, I know you're still in there, buddy. I know you're really not the Riddler. You're not the villain. Like, wake up, man. And his face cracked and peeled. And the Riddler face peeled away. And the real Jim Carrey came out from under the Riddler. And, like, I had freed him from this, like, Riddler trap. Wow. It's all right, girl. Just a dream. Just, just <laughs> talking about my dream. Molly's having it's not even your dream. She has a little doggy dream sometimes. So then he gets in the black car and, like, drives away. Mm -hmm. And then that was it. Like wow. a alarm went off or something like that. So like crazy That's, intense, yeah, super intense, super detailed, very vivid. Yeah, and there was so much more than that because like like I said in the dream before with the villagers chasing us and all mm -hmm. that, that was a whole other thing. Like I can't even wow. remember why any of that happened. Hmm. But like so weird, like clear translucent floating head like oh of course if we tell the head the head will get rid of the villagers for us like of course that's gonna work. Yeah. You know, like, like, what are these ideas and where are they coming from? Like, absolutely, okay. it's like, where the like, where are they coming from? It's crazy you know? that our mind and I didn't can make these things. I didn't see a floating head anywhere the day before. To no. for, I didn't see any deer in a field or horses no. or anything like our that. Our brains are very complex things that we can't possibly quite understand fully, but <laughs> there is totally meaning you can like, oh, yeah. extract from them. But yeah. Yeah, I've found dreams so fascinating. Just like we spend so much of our life asleep, like it's got to have some kind of meaning. We really don't understand like yeah. all of what is the human brain and consciousness and <laughs> unconsciousness and yeah, even other places in between that on different dimensions. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's oh. probably a whole other podcast. That's isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just that one dream. Yeah, I'm gonna need three or four hours of yeah. just this one dream. <laughs> like. And then like Jim really Carrey, Jim Carrey at the end, like where did that come from? Right out of left field. Yeah. Like, what? And now you're the Riddler. Like. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I don't know. Well, and even with yeah, with him with the like double personality kind of a thing, like black and white, good and evil, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I found interesting too. You going back, you just had to bring that deer to the yeah. pastures, like yeah. just really had to help that guy out and then yeah. but you're being attacked for like the good that <laughs> is happening. <laughs> the villagers are chasing us, but I gotta go get this deer. Like yeah. hold on a sec. Let's put this mission on hold yeah. while I save an animal around the <laughs> Totally. <laughs> But yeah, I guess when you like let go a little bit of the exact like what it's looking like and get more into the just the feeling or the meaning underneath yeah. it, yeah. yeah, so you can find things relevant yeah. in your life, maybe. maybe. Did come from your brain, <laughs> your crazy yeah. J brain. And I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, please just tell me this was just my brain, like I said, vomiting the extra stuff. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it is, but yeah. yeah. I've dissected a number of dreams and really found some crazy symbolic meaning into what is like currently on my mind for sure. So yeah, like from your you never mind. know. Yeah, from my own dreams. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Shit. Well, man, maybe we should just end it there, and we'll uh, we'll do another one sometime and get deeper into some of this stuff after I write some shit down. Yeah. 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 We got on a rant there. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I've got topics for days over here i never ever plan <laughs> on getting through any of them yeah <laughs> all 
Uh, well, thank well, you for letting me yeah, chat. Yeah, thanks for being here. It's fun. What was the? There was one thing though that I don't. Maybe I didn't write that down. I can't remember what it is. Um, I guess I didn't write it down. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was like that one finishing question, like, oh, oh. what is? Da -da -da -da. Like, I don't know what it is okay. now. So next time. Merge it in later, yeah. Next time. Molly, stop crying. I know. She's like, giggles. She's like, I want to be in the podcast. You are with all your wines. Yeah. <laughs> Beagle. Maybe I can EQ those out. Beagle life. I'll just bring the high ends down. Yeah. <laughs> the high pitch frequency. Yeah. That's the neat thing about like this, the editing and stuff on this is that oh, yeah. I, I recorded at... Uh, this guy's basement was a tattoo artist before, and uh, we didn't even hear it, but he had a deep freeze running like three rooms over and yeah. it had a Oh, really? And then when I listened to the show after when I got home, it brought it right to the front. It was like buzz over top of all of oh, our words. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, that has its own frequency, the frequency of buzz. Yeah. If I could take that buzz out of it, We'll, you'll still hear our voices. You'll still so you can dissect the like layers of sound almost. Well, because everything kind of. is in the one like waveform, mm -hmm. so it's kind of like. But within that are many different frequencies happening, and if you were to omit just one of them, yeah. you would still hear our voices. Hmm. You would still hear because your brain fills in the parts that are missing. Yeah, like kind of thing, mm -hmm. and you'll still hear like a regular uh, a regular word or two. Hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, it all worked out. Cool. Cool. So hey, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you, Jay. Another one coming like going. Woo! Yeah. Goodbye. Over and out. <laughs>
We take our time to appreciate divine grace. It takes place in a pace in the inner states. From a country road down to the interstate. We contemplate this. We here to make this. We here to break this. But we never fake this. We never hate kids. We in the love vibe. Me and my whole tribe. We gonna try to be fly with the sunshine. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. Just vibe. Taking time to design what is mine, what is yours in the course of a force. But we never skip the chores, we skip the course. We hit the floors with a little stretchy poo. When I do me, and you can do you, boo. We think we're cool, but we might not be cool. And that's the coolest thing that we could ever do, is choose one another. Choose a lover, a brother, or a sister from your train wreck building up resistance. And then we flow, yo. We let the wave crash. We burn the sage last. Forget about the rage blast. It's like a cannonball. It can shoot and fall, or it can sit and be like you and me sitting underneath the trees. Cross our bees' knees, gentle swaying in the breeze. We feel at ease with a reason for feeling easy. So forget about the grease, eh? 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 Oh, yeah. Welcome to Beyond the Mat, where it's all about the things and stuff, it's like this and like that. Welcome to Beyond the Mat, where it's all about the things and stuff, it's like this and like that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Keep it moving. Oh yeah. Just vibe. Feel the vibe. Just ride. Just ride.